Wow. Do you want to put it on the desk or do you want to keep it there? It doesn't matter to me. It's your podcast. No, no, no. Like, do you, where do you want to talk from? Just like the comfiest shit. Right here. Alright. Also, this chair is really uncomfortable. What the fuck? I can use that. No, no, no. It's like all fucking pushed forward. Oh, yeah. The stuff down there. Let's, let's yeah. Okay. Not that short bit. Wow. Ah. This is the PT podcast. Yeah. For no moment, I was just gonna. Ow. <laughs> probably fucking heard that. But whatever. Sorry for our fucking headphone users. You probably shouldn't be listening to us. Without headphones, anyway. But, you know, that's how it is. Alright, let's go. <laughs> I don't know who's listened to a podcast who hasn't had headphones. I mean, I'll uh, occasionally listen to, like, the Misfits I podcast. Have. Um, I have. I just connected to my speaker. I just played through that. Yeah. Like, it's fun to just listen to music while you're just playing video games. <laughs> I can't den- argue there. Yeah. Um... Well, speaking of, since we're the PT podcast, the Pantrans podcast, I got into a bit of debate. You told me about this. Um, what the fuck, people? <laughs> Pans are biphobe. What? We're yeah. transphobe as well. Uh, how when we are trans as well. Yeah. When we've just been trying to vibe in peace. And I literally use that as an argument. I'm just in my room. Just listening to music on my vinyl record player and playing video games. Why do you care? (laughs) I have done nothing to alienate you guys or do anything to you guys. In fact, 90% of the fucking people I hang out with are, guess what? Bye. Bisexual. (laughs) And I get so annoyed with this fucking argument where it's like, well, there's really no difference. Yes, broadly, there are no differences. Let's... I'm gonna... I'm not gonna deny that we are very similar. But it's the small differences that matter. Mm-hmm. And even though the differences may be small, they matter to some fucking people. So how about you stop being phobic of five million other fucking sexualities? I mean, like, there's polysexual sexual and all that jazz speaking of which we have a fucking pride flag right over our heads <laughs> all right yeah i 100 percent will not deny i have a pride flag right pan pride flag right above my head um and a cat <laughs> yes my cat has joined us for this podcast <laughs> you're gonna hear a lot of water lick he doesn't drink very often they're probably just gonna hear this for the first Three and a half minutes. Yeah, I guess. Um, any other topics other than, you know, the whole biphobe argument? Like, I can pull it up, but it's on my phone. I can just log into it. On <clears throat> I can log into my account from your phone. Well, you also sent me the whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just pull it up. <laughs> yeah, good point. I didn't send you the whole thing, but I can probably... You sent me most of it. I can fill in the blank. Like, it continued today. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, yeah. And they were like... 
And more people started joining in with the person. They're like, yeah, fuck you. And I'm like, I do. You were... I'm just trying to defend my fucking sexuality. Like, well, I'm, not just also... a, I'm not a cishet coming in here and validating people. So... Well, um, this is probably the most calm thing I've seen you comment that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um... I am out of it most of the time. Hey, we just passed the 420 mark. All right, yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, if you're talking about pansexual, but I'm sorry, I'm not biphob uh, uh, biphobic, making a broad and unproven comments about my sexuality, the most phobic thing I've seen all day. Um, well, actually, let me more explain that in like proper English, because half the time I type and just kind of forget letters exist. Yeah. But... What I was basically saying was, I'm not being biphobic by existing. I actually support the bi community a lot. Well, as you said earlier, most of your friends are bisexual. For a time period, I actually identified as bi until I, you know, realized, you know, I was pan. And for a while, I just kind of like, you know, stuck around and just chilled out. And I figured out where I, you know, where I'd like to be. And... The bi community is very, very wholesome and very chill to be around. And one of my main reasons for coming to the pan community is I felt more accepted as a trans person over yeah. here. And I'm not saying that bi people are transphobic by saying that. I'm just saying it just it's more comfortable over here for me. You do get people who are bisexual and are transphobic. But Oh my god. I'm I'm not gonna let's, say let's I'm not gonna say his fucking name, but there was this fucking guy, we're gonna call him Batman, because his name is one of the two fucking first or last names of Bruce Wayne. Um, this motherfucker. He loves to act like he represents the whole fucking acronym. Like, what? <laughs> He's a fucking white dude that tries to act like he knows everything about every culture... Just because he's bisexual. No. I don't try to understand everything about every other culture just because I'm pansexual You and try trans. to understand your cultures. I try to understand my cultures. Yes, I will branch out and try to learn about other cultures, but I'm not going to act like a fucking know-it-all. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, whew. This dude hit me with a, I don't have to do shit when I posted up a post that said, punks respect pronouns. And I was like, I come from the punk community. We are mostly leftists. Let's just air this out right now. The punk community comes from the alternative and rock community. We, of course, are not like, you know, the art alternative genre, but we're considered alternative because we're a subculture. Mm -hmm. But, like, it gets annoying with the whole fucking broadened term like, there are right-wing people that like punk, but I just don't consider them punks. Well, I feel like there's a difference between, like, liking punk and being punk. Yeah. So, like, a being... our differences. I will occasionally listen to punk. You don't have to dress punk to be a punk. Let's get this yes. aired out right now. Some people can't fucking um, afford to. I am not punk, but I do like punk. Yeah. You will listen to it. Yes. Me, on the other hand... You I are full to, punk. <laughs> I listen to a lot of underground bands and a lot of... I go to a lot of shows. Not right now, at least, but, like, I try to. Mm -hmm. um, 
most of the time I end up just, you know, buying an album or something. Uh, I'm actually looking at getting The Germs, one of their albums. But uh, this guy really tried to act like he was a punk when in reality he was very much a right-wing person. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Right-wing is not punk. Yeah. Um, right-wing has actually gone against punk culture for the longest time. You don't see us voting for fucking Trump. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that argument. Let's I know, I know. I, 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 I know, but you get what I mean. Yeah. Punk is not a right-wing genre. Yeah. The most recent album from Anti-Flag had an X'd out fucking Donald Trump face on it. <laughs> uh, it was called 2020 Vision. Fuck, there was... I mean, uh, Rage Against the Machine is a good fucking example yeah, of how we're um, not left of of how we're not right wing. Grandson's war. Uh, I don't know what he believes, like what his whole thing is, but he had a picture of Trump with like xed out eyes and all that. They can hear me. What do you mean? I know. I just wanted. I want the mix to be good. But yeah, keep going. I don't sit straight. You know this. I'm not straight. <laughs> sit in a weird way. That's more towards the mic. <laughs> um, but yeah, grandson, his single war. Again, I don't know if he's right hand or left hand. Um, but he had a picture of Trump that had his ex crossed, uh, his eyes crossed out with X's and stuff. Um, but like, you don't need to be like in a certain group to dislike a candidate yeah because i've met plenty of right wing right hand people who dislike trump i'm left wing but i fucking hate biden i'm a leftist a hardcore leftist you know this mm -hmm. <laughs> um i fucking hate biden i fucking with a passion just because he's a piece of shit actually but not politics aside, he's just an asshole. Um, I was a Bernie supporter. You still are. I still am, but he dropped out of the candidacy, sadly. Um, his name's still on the ballot, though, so I don't know. Still promoting people to vote for him, even though it won't do anything. You stole Chirpy's computer, didn't you? Yeah. We can cut that out. <laughs> yeah, I know we can, but let's just keep the conversation Editing. going. Editing! Yeah, keep the conversation going. What were we talking about? <laughs> uh, we were talking about uh, right and left wing and music. Yes, that stuff. <laughs> like genres that go together. Like right wing goes with country. Yeah. But left wing can go with country too, but left wing goes with folk more than country when it comes to that side of music. Um, like Bob Dylan is leftist yeah. music. Um, you're going right to a lot of names and I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm just going to say it. The guy that made Blowing in the Wind. My friend, uh, he made uh, All Along the Watchtower. A song that was later covered by, you know, fucking Jimi Hendrix. You know who Jimi Hendrix is, right? I know him. 
I know practically every SNL person. Doesn't mean I watch him. Jimi Hendrix is not what? <laughs> he was a. I know the person you're talking about. <laughs> he was. For, he was a fucking amazing guitarist from the '60s. That's just yeah. He was mostly known for his psychedelia type songs, but yeah, he was fucking amazing. He made Purple Haze. You, as I told you, as I told you, you're going to say a lot of things and I have no, no idea what you're talking about. The song's been in like five million movies, really. <laughs> the last movie I watched was like... Oh, we need to watch Red Sun by, you know, the Superman movie. We have it. I know. It just seems like a really interesting concept. Superman's a communist in that. That, yeah. That's all the news. I, I haven't seen it, so I don't know the whole thing. When I say I'm a leftist, I don't mean I'm a communist. Personally, I'm an anarchist, but... There's a difference between leftist and communist. No, they're both on the left side. Let's not get it wrong, but... No, 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 like... Okay, like, American leftist is different than... Uh... Well, communism Russian is just a... Leftist. Well, communism is just a fucking ideology. Yeah. It's really just an economic ideology, which has some good spots if ran correctly. It could actually be really fucking cool. And the main Kim issue Jong-un don't do it right then. The main issue is that a lot of the times, a lot of people will see the power and the greed will go to their head. Is what I've noticed. Like Stalin. Oh no, Stalin was fucked up before that. Oh yeah, gulags, fucking perfect example of fucked up. Um, assassinating but, the guy who was supposed to take your, the spot you took. Yeah. And, uh, there was a really, really good leader under the USSR in the beginning. Lenin was an amazing leader. Oh, yeah, no, um, I can't remember his name for the life of me, but it's who Stalin set out, like, he has betrayed Soviet Russia and all that, and he is set for wanted... Stalin did not have that deep of a voice, first off. <laughs> do you think I know what Stalin sounded like? <laughs> you think I do either. He I know of him just through... There's probably not arts. an audio clip of him anywhere, let's be real. <laughs> he was fucking ruling Maybe. in the 30s and 40s. Maybe. And he fell out of power in the 50s because I think he died. Um, but, <clears throat> honestly... I think a communism would do really well. What as a were we talking about originally? We're 15 minutes in. We've had 13 different conversations. This is how conversations go. We went from talking about some douchebag calling pan people biphobic and transphobic, and now we're talking about communism. You want to go back on that? You didn't. I didn't see. You it. are not touching my phone. Bitch, I let you touch mine. All right, fine. Pull up the photos. <laughs> Alright, we're gonna get back on topic, sorry. <laughs> Enough off of, like, fucking politics, because, honestly, a lot of you, like, people in the LGBT community aren't tied to a single politic group, because sexuality and gender identity... I have seen full... I've seen Blair fucking white. Uh, I've seen LGBTQ people support Trump. So it's just, you believe what you believe, even if you're, most of what you believe goes against this person you're voting for. Yeah. And, um, like, there are right-wing trans people, like, mm -hmm. you know, Blair, yeah. like Blair White Yeah, is a good example. She's very popular on YouTube. Um, 
I don't agree with everything she says, but she's not, like, a horrible person. She doesn't attack people, I mean. She's pretty chill. Now, there are some people I do have a problem with in the trans community. Calvin Guerra. Who was that one girl who um, started the whole tra being trans was a trend? Bullshit. Calvin Guerra says trenders a lot, but Calvin is a trans guy. It, it was a girl who was like, do I want to be the opposite gender? Absolutely. Am I comfortable and likable? Fucking my... Trisha Paytas? Yes, her. That is a good example of Transphobia. what we're talking about. It's Honest... like, she turns, I think she's the one who started the whole of being trans as a trend um, for most people. Yeah, and Calvin Guerra annoys me because he calls trans people that aren't, like, fully comfortable or don't present fully as masculine or feminine or androgynous, mm -hmm. that don't attempt to pass, or don't feel like passing because it's a lot of work. They call them trenders. Alright, back to our conversation. Sorry, we had to take a quick break. Um, so, uh... So, back to our conversation. <laughs> Yeah, Trisha Paytas. Um, so, did you see what happened with her with H3H3, actually? No, actually. Apparently, H3H3 and Trisha Paytas are making up fake beef with each other to get views. Money. <laughs> That's all it is. And here's the sad thing. Like, fucking H3H3, for the longest time, were the people that were against fake clout. And it's sad. Or they could have been saying that to get fake clout. No, like, for the longest time, they were really chill people. It's an, It annoys me that they were part of the triggered fucking meme, though. Yeah. That meme was pretty stupid, because it consisted of right-wing people walking up to, like, leftist or feminist people and saying things that would annoy the shit out of anybody. And when they obviously got annoyed or upset about it, they it's would like, call oh, them triggered. triggered. I'm like, that's like fucking poking a lion with a stick and when it chews you into tiny little pieces going, It's like purposely... Oh, I um, did nothing to you. This is probably a really extreme version. Yeah. Um, It's like purposely... Like... Being racist. And then when someone calls you out for it... Saying, oh, but it was... It's true, yada yada yada. Or like saying, I have a black friend. What do you yeah. mean? I can't be racist. The trans people can be transphobic, too. I don't care what you say. <laughs> a trans person can be transphobic depending on how they were raised. No, just in general. Like, there are some things... Like, what Calvin Guerra does with, like, the whole trenders when he calls people that aren't fully presenting, you know, trenders. Or when he... He straight up called someone that couldn't afford binding, I think, a trender. What? Yeah, like someone that legitimately couldn't bind. Like, I feel bad for some people that can't. Like, Raxpax is an artist YouTuber who is a trans guy. Who literally cannot medically go on testosterone or bind. That is fucking stupid. Yeah, I know. Why would you... What? How but dumb... I'm sad. It, it's a good thing that Calvin Calvin didn't attack him. I would have been really upset about that because I was like, medically speaking, this person cannot do either of those yeah. things. Because, <clears throat> hold up, sorry. You're in sparkling water. Um, 
if someone medically cannot do that stuff, it's it's not your fucking business I, for one. <laughs> I can do it, but I have my guardians. They won't let me. Um, and that doesn't invalidate your ID identity yeah. any less. Like if you have, uh, if you have access to it, but you are not being allowed access to it, um, that doesn't make you a trender. It just makes you, you know, kind of unable to, you know, achieve it. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Like, um, for now, like for those who are kind of stuck in that bad situation, just kind of keep your chin up for a bit. Just try to focus on something other than the dysphoria. I don't know. Relax. Listen to music. Well, um, um, if you're into playing music, just play music and try to write songs. Maybe write songs about dysphoria. There are not enough well, of those. We, one of the things we do, we get in a game where you can customize your character and we make them female. Exactly. Um, like for example, our GTA characters. Yeah. And, um, and we try to be super chill about it. <laughs> We're not really crazy. Like, whenever our parents ask us, it's like, more customization options. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. My parents don't know I have GTA, so... <laughs> yeah, it's fine. But, like, if you have any way to combat your dysphoria, whether it be, like, drawing, writing songs about the dysphoria... This is a PSA. <laughs> um, or just even listening to things that... Just help you fully get your mind off of it. Yeah. So, like, this podcast. If you listen to the, the podcast to get your mind off your dysphoria, we're fine Go with for that. it. That's or probably why we're recording this. <laughs> honestly, yeah. Also, because quarantine has got us, you know, kind of bored. Another PSA. Double wash PSA. Your, <laughs> wash your fucking hands. Um, and this is like the ad break, just except this, we're not this sponsored. This is the break that we're like, we're not sponsored, but we're telling you, like, Oh, we can also set up an AdSense account for this, and then it can go to your shit. And we can just kind of, like, split the money. Okay. We can get monetization from this, so it's fine. Um, and if you're, like, stuck with very homophobic family members, or just family members who aren't fully homophobic, but don't understand it... Or don't understand your... Like, certain sexuality. Like, yeah. I've met people who didn't even know Pan was a thing. And it's it's normal, especially for, like, you know, yeah. say someone that grew up in the generation where they weren't even really around, like, bi people. Well, um... Because no matter know... what people want to believe, pansexual actually came from omnisexual. Yeah. I it's a different it is... term for omnisexual, which omnisexual, some people still identify as that within the pansexual community. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know what it was. I would originally identify as bi for a while, but then my sister and a friend... Um, told you exactly what like pan was and everything. Well, they identified as pan themselves. And then you just kind of like looked And then into I was it. looking into it and I'm like, oh, I'm looking at this. This is probably what I am. But... If your family members, like... And my... always look at sexuality as a what-if scenario. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just gonna... Yeah. Like, that's why people that identify as queer are not a problem. I get so tired of, like, these people that are like, you can't identify as that, that's a slur, and I'm like, 
the word has been reclaimed for a while. And people that use it in a slur way usually get put in their place. Mm-hmm. And people use it as an, to, as an identity as just a shortened way to say questioning or unsure, but are still in the LGBT community. Yeah. For the longest time, I just identified as that because I didn't fucking know. <laughs> like, for the um, longest time, I thought I was a gay man, but look at me. <laughs> like two years ago, you were a gay man. Now you're a transgender woman who is who was lesbian for like three weeks or and so. then down for everything. <laughs> um, but I'm also asexual, so I come at this from a very different side mm. of the perspective. But I'm, I'm like not. A, I come at well, I'm a gray asexual. Like I'll still yeah. have sex, but it's like it has to be with certain people. No, that's what demi is, but um, that's demisexual, but. Asexual, a gray asexual is a person that, like, maybe one out of ten of the times <laughs> yeah, will be like, oi, <laughs> give me them fucking pots. Stop. <laughs> give me them fucking cooking where <laughs> I'm down to go. <laughs> give me the pans. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> on to the topic. I get annoyed Back by up. that, too, when I told my parents... About my fucking sexuality. My mom was like, so you just like to fuck pots? And I'm sitting here like, Christ. I've heard that come from more teenagers than I have. I've heard it come from more pansexual people as a joke than anything, but... (laughs) Have you noticed that? I mean, we might need to pan up the situation, but... (laughs) (laughs) I swear. (laughs) I'm gonna shut off the light because natural light is cheaper. And also, we have the lights. They're cool. <laughs> we also aren't recording... Um, a video. A video. Podcast. This is all audio. We will eventually do a video podcast. When we, when we have a higher budget. <laughs> or when we move to a better location. Or when we just have... Uh, rent a fucking office. What's up? <laughs> Our garage downstairs. That's just not soundproofing at all. But, um... We can do this at Griffin's house. Mm-hmm. Have an NB person join the conversation. Bring that. Um, well, we can also call him. This has a call feature as well. Yeah. So. But, uh... Kind of track ba- uh, backtracking to the topic earlier. If you have family members who, like, don't understand... Uh, your sexuality or any of that... So, uh, especially with gender identity... Point them to like certain movies or like yeah. documentaries so or what, something like that. My parents that helped my mom a lot. My parents they don't understand it, uh, and they've said they don't understand it, but that doesn't mean they're not going to support me. It might be different. It's probably different for whoever is listening to this, but like my mom didn't understand it at first, and after I was like, here's some documentaries. Like I gave her the documentary about a punk musician named Laura Jane Grace. Yeah. Do you know who she is? She's the vocalist of Against Me. Uh, I'll show you the album called Transgender Dysphoria Blues later. It's a really, really good one. Um, But also that's a good recommendation to any of you people. (laughs) Just gonna throw that out there. That album is so fucking good. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Like, my mom didn't really understand it at first, and I'm going to be talking to a gender therapist sometime this week. Uh, I've noticed from what you tell me, you don't like to bring it up to your dad just due to... 
Yeah, my dad's super fucking... He's... Okay. I'm about to blacklight my dad. Let's go. Um, <laughs> He's on multiple occasions said the fucking N-word. Like, hard R everything. Right heard in front of everybody. Like, he actually legitimately has in front of you, I think, as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably one of the few people who, like, don't care, like, what you call me. Um, yeah. I know you care. I uh, I don't like slurs. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're, um, they're stupid. Like, when anybody calls me a... Sorry, I'm about to say it. You're fine. Tranny. I get annoyed as fuck. Because here's why. That slur has been used to degrade our community for... Ever since we've been public. Mm-hmm. Uh, ever since we've been a fucking outspoken community. Because... I don't care what you think. The LGBT community was started by a lot of trans women of color, like Marsha P. Johnson, mm-hmm. who did a lot of good and actually inspired a lot of you know activism within the community. It doesn't matter if you're left wing or right wing. Most people should believe that everybody deserves rights, right? Yeah. Doesn't matter where you fall, center, you know, left, right. You know. Your politics shouldn't have to do on whether or not you believe in human rights. Yeah. Because we're all people at the end of the day. Well, I feel like every human believes in some form of human rights. Yeah. Like, I've met some where they're like, only men should have them, or like something like that, which annoys the fuck out of and me. It, too, but it's like, still a form degree. of human rights. Yes. But most of the time, now, I won't beat the shit out of someone for their opinion unless they have a very problematic opinion, like, say, Nazis that walk around wearing swastikas and all that jazz. They deserve to get beaten um, They deserve to get beaten up. They have interrupted this podcast so much today. All right. Well, I'll let it out. Yeah. Um, there's, I think, been like three times I've corrected people on a LGBTQ type slur. Yeah. It's the that's gay thing. Oh, like when they're looking at something and they're like, oh my god, that's so fucking gay. Or like some kid does something idiotic and they're like, that's gay. I have uh, corrected people. That is the only thing I've corrected people on because it makes closeted kids who are not openly part of the LGBTQ feel like being gay is a bad thing. Exactly. And, like, for the longest time, I actually was very internalized homophobic. <laughs> Your dad is because of that. No, just in general. Like, I, just because of how I was raised for the longest time, I was very homophobic. You saw how that turned out. <laughs> and eventually, I was like, you know what? I actually, like, started watching, like, LGBT-related things, and started understanding the community more and eventually I was, I started realizing who I was and how I yeah. felt. And here's the thing, LGBT stuff in, you know, culture and in modern media does not force anything upon people. It just gives representation to an otherwise community that has not had a voice. Well, I think it can let kids who are trying to figure out what sexuality they are, it can help them figure out Figure out that out. Like what? If they watch a show that show, like has multiple gay characters, um, and there's a kid who's closeted, 
or just trying to figure out what they are. Like, even, like, I saw, like, a Disney, like, one of the live-action Disney shows did this a very while back. Mm-hmm. Like, during 2016, which was a really, really good year for the LGBT community, my yeah. dad. Really, really good year. Not within the trans death rate, but, but, yeah. But it was... It was still a very good year, nonetheless. Like, Pride got, you know, supported by the president, for the love of God. Mm-hmm. It was... It was a really good year for trans creators on YouTube, which right now is fucking terrible. Well, we are getting demonetized for talking about our sexualities. (laughs) Well, they're also just demonetizing certain words. Yeah. And it gets really, really annoying because YouTube obviously doesn't fucking care. Thankfully, neither of us are monetized, so we don't have to worry about that. Well, we're also on a whole different platform, Mm -hmm. but I can also make a channel for this and put it up on there let's do that when we have yeah room no when we have like free time and we can just post audio clips later but we're not on that right now but on to the discussion uh hot take actually pretty cold take but pedophiles do not belong in the lgbt community mainly because a it's illegal b children cannot b children literally cannot give consent (laughs) I feel like just it depends on what age. I've seen 11-year-olds who have my exact thinking process and my experience. Which even then, we still are very... But even then, I'm still careful in what I say. No, like 18-year-olds, after that point, you're good. Like, what the fuck, people? I will never date a 33-year-old dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's get this straight right now. Maps... Back to the podcast. Um, the, I think me personally, when it comes to MAP, I don't support it because it's A, illegal. B, I've had experience with MAPs. I hated it. Um, like, they, they've tried... Nothing, nothing has ever actually happened to me. I, I know you... Speak differently. I don't know if you're comfortable talking about that here. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm fine about that because I'm not talking about consent and all that jazz. I'm just more saying children. Children should... are. Children are children. Let's just say that yeah. right now. Little kids do not have the mental capacity to even know what the fuck sex is. I think even 17 and below. At that point, they don't know. Yeah. What's right? The reason why 18 is the legal age of consent is because scientific studies have proven and verified that that is at the peak of brain development where you are, you know, mentally sound enough to decide. Mm -hmm. That's why you are considered a legal adult, and that's why you are. I still think we're mentally smart enough to drink. Yeah, and they are legalized smoking until then, but, you know, whatever. Well, now it's 21. Yeah, that's what I mean, but outside of that... That's another topic for another time. But maps are based in predatory behavior. That's another reason why it's not okay. I feel like there is a difference between someone trying to be a father figure for a kid... And And a pedophile? Yes. Like, there's a difference. There's a wide difference because being a father figure especially for people like say people who have a very absent father 
Like, you can have an absent father while your father still lives at home. I don't care what anybody says. Mm-hmm. I, I never really met my father until I was 11. And he lived with me my whole life. <laughs> well, even now, I'd say you don't know who your father is. Yeah, and we actually do attempt to hang out, and I'm trying to fix my relationship with my dad. Problem but is, there's always going to be the problem of you two believe so many different things. Like, well, we just usually just try to talk about music. Because mm-hmm. the way it usually goes is... Say, we'll get into a heated politics discussion, whoever is there with us, or say me when I realize it's getting too heated, I'll just change the topic. Or say I have to go to the bathroom and don't come the fuck back out. <laughs> uh, you, I noticed you and your dad when that one show came on. You two are like fully having a good conversation when it came to like what they should play at a uh, bar or a nightclub. And especially yeah. one with like that type of acoustic. I was thinking that it would be a good acoustic bar, but that's not the point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, yeah, like, when me and my dad have very normal conversations, it goes really well. But my dad has very, very strong beliefs in very, very odd places. We both agree that pedophiles are bad. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I think a map who is not trying to date children, but trying to be like... That's not a map. Yeah. Um, but, like, a, an adult who is trying to be there for a kid who doesn't have a father figure because they didn't have a father figure themselves, yeah. that, I feel like, that's okay. It's not a sexuality, and it's not being predatory. And when you're just trying to be there for a kid, like, my little cousin, say, he has an absent father. I'm not going to say his name or anything, but he is kind of a fucking brat now, but... um. For the longest time, like, he did know his dad um, until he was about five, and his dad completely shut him out and cussed him out over a phone call. Uh, I still want to bring a fucking bat to that motherfucker's face to this day. Let's not. But off of that, um, I was there to support him, and a large majority of what I do is support him, but I'm not a father figure to him. That's yeah. actually his, you know, kind of stepdad-ish person. When in reality, that's just my aunt's boyfriend, but you can still be a stepdad while you're a boyfriend, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how that whole situation works out, but he has been an okay father figure other than when he was an alcoholic, but now he actually medically has well, to he... stop. Um, I have a feeling it's kind of different with most people, but I, I haven't met him, so I wouldn't I can't fully as a, sure say this. As a former alcoholic myself, gotta say, that um, shit was rough. Um, most people, I feel like, when it comes to having a kid, or being near a kid, you know you shouldn't drink or smoke. And you shouldn't feel your addiction while you have a kid. Well, alcoholism is very weird. Yeah. Most people have readily access to alcohol. That's why it is more of a problem when it comes to alcoholism compared to certain drug addictions where you can't have, like, access to it as easily. Yeah. And that's why it becomes so much easier to do that rather than, like, fucking just anything else for some reason. Yeah. The way I found it was there was so much liquor in my house. I could literally just sneak some into a water bottle. I'm not trying to give people ideas. Let's just get that out of there right now. Everyone can figure that out. 
it's your choice to make, but just know, if you get fucked up, get Don't help. Don't do it publicly. Get help. No, I'm not just going to say that just because I want to be a PSA person, but if you are struggling with, you know, drug addiction, you know, alcohol addiction, or anything like that, understand that you can get through it, honestly. If you feel like rehab is the best option for you, go ahead. If you feel like um, therapy is the best option for you, go ahead. Medication, go ahead. It's all based on what you're dealing with and how you want to cope with it. Cheers. <laughs> Um, well, I don't think it has to be, like, a physical addiction. I, because from personal experience, I have been addicted to dig, uh, creating a loop. So I would be better for a certain period of time, and I wouldn't be used to it, so I'd purposely create a loop that I would get more depressed, get more violent, and all that. Oh. That was an addiction I had. It's probably the only addiction I hope to ever have. Yeah. Um, but... I almost went to court for it. I almost got assault charges for it. And I have been arrested because I vandalized some property because and, of my anger. Yeah. Like, we both have dealt with, like, really severe peaks of anger that really kind of pretty fucking rough. I didn't hurt anybody, but I actually did fucking smash a lot of windows and bust up a lot of cars. Yeah. And Most of which were already busted up to begin with, but that's not the point. Yeah. So, like, even if you're struggling with that type of addiction where you feel like you have this moment of happiness and you're not used to it, so you go into the depressing state that you're used to, um, that can be helped as well. Well, a lot of things that people don't understand is that people who should be helped have to want help first yes that don't try to force help onto somebody definitely like give them outlets and definitely try to support them through like hard times and uh definitely take away whatever they're addicted to well, if you run into it let's just say that real fast but do not don't support it but support the person and don't don't be a dick <laughs> know how to word this don't force them to stop yeah you have to make it gradual so if you have a friend or you yourself are struggling with like drug addiction or something if it's weed specifically try and visit them as much as possible so that if they were to go out and purchase um like, we both smoke Any. weed. We yes. both smoke weed. But we're I'm not addicted, though. <laughs> well, there's this huge difference between addiction and just, and like... just casually smoking. Yeah, like, I don't even ever buy my own weed half the time. Most of the time, it. yeah, I, like, whenever I have bought off of people, it was, like, a couple of times. Most of the time, I have family that will just give me some or, like, a mod or something. Yeah. Or... I have, like, friends that will just spot me, like, a joint. Yeah. In, like, a group sesh or something. I'm usually never the person that brings it. I have once or twice when I'm really specific about what strain I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, the strain I really like is Sour Diesel. Yeah. And it's, like, kind of strong. 
Like, first time I tried it, I was fucking messed up after, like, one big-ass hit. <laughs> um, we're probably gonna pin back, track back to BSA now. Yeah, but, um, if you... Sorry. <laughs> off of weed, off of weed, for another podcast. Talk about don't get addicted to weed, then we're like, hey, we're not addicted, but we do smoke. We do smoke, but just understand limitations and do it. Well, like, even if you are addicted and... Moderation. Uh, if you have a friend who is addicted, start slowly, like gradually working, gradually them down. removing how much weed they can get. Like, if say you have a connection with a dealer, maybe like buy it for them, and then like slowly reduce the amount, or just remove the uh, reduce the amount of time they can use it. Oh yeah, that too. So like you say, if like, your friend is like a roommate, yeah. Um, so, or if your friend, you see them every day or something yeah. like that. Like, or if shit's a sibling and you fucking live with them and have to deal with their bullshit <laughs> and um, you're just getting sick of the smell. If it's easier to gradually get them off the addiction, than send them into rehab and force them to go months without their addiction. Yeah. Um, rehab has its problems because you... It's hard to find a good rehab place. Mm -hmm. Like, there are studies into this shit. Like, there there have been a lot of studies conducted. It appears that a lot of rehab places tend to do this thing where they uh, pull people back in. They want them to stay addicted so they can keep making money off of them coming in and out and in and out. Mm -hmm. So, all... It's okay to go to a rehab, just understand which one you're going to. Well, like, I had a friend the that different types of rehabs as well. I had a friend that I met a while ago who was actually addicted to crack. And not in like the oh funny way, like he actually fucking was. <clears throat> like literal crack cocaine. And he told me about rehab and stuff like that. Like he wasn't addicted when I knew him, but when I did know him, he did tell me about it and how rehab was, and he did say that it was pretty shit there, and that he it didn't help with his addiction. What actually helped with him was apparently therapy and medication, but um, I'm not trying to encourage other people to go away from rehab. It's just figure out what works with you, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. If you think rehab will work for you, shoot your shot. Go for it. Like, just um, actually go for it. But... If you have people who have offered to help you, go to that instead. Because though they might not be professional, they know you better than professionals do. And even then, a professional is not a bad thing. Going to a therapist is not a bad thing. Like, mm -hmm. therapists know how to handle this stuff, and they have taken many classes and have t learned about this stuff for really, for a really, really long time. Yes. And know how to give you the best psychological answer and know how to give you the most sound and best results. Yeah. Like, for example, there are gender therapists, there are sexuality therapists, there are... Well, there's Sex also therapists. Just therapists. There's, yeah, there's like just counselors. Um, I think there are such things as addiction therapists, but I don't know exactly how that works. Uh, I'm not much of an expert on that field, but well, I don't think either of us went into addiction therapy. Yeah. Um, for my addictions, I tend to try to avoid talking about them because it's a very touchy subject. Mm -hmm. But for most people that are dealing with that shit, 
you gotta understand that what you're going through people have dealt with and shit you can even get into a group session with other people that have dealt with it and they can give you tips on how to stop mm. well be careful with cops because most of the time the ones that i have met <clears throat> were threatening to throw me in jail and actually tried to put me in jail for one time because i was abusing alcohol and i am under the age let's I'm under the age of 21. We're both underage. We're both minors. Yeah. I'll point that out. But um, we do understand, like, the problems with this stuff. And I understood yes. what alcohol could do to me. But I just didn't care. <laughs> I, I think I'm one of the few people who I don't want to understand. Which is why I don't. And I don't like talking Make about my actual drug addictions that I yeah. had, like, outside of alcohol. I had some pretty fucking psychotic shit that I had to deal with that I do not like talking about with anybody. Yeah. But. You've occasionally mentioned it to me, but it's never been a full, huge conversation. Which one? Uh, while we were walking. Probably. I don't remember. <laughs> oh. Um... Anyway, um, let's uh, try to derail the PSA, because I don't want this whole thing to be a PSA. Let's try to get back into a normal conversation. Practically let's... half of this has been PSA. We yeah. apologize. <laughs> Sorry. Well, actually, that was probably like five minutes, but still. Um, I last checked, and when you started the PSA at like 15 minutes, we're 40, almost 15 no, minutes. No, no, no. We, we derailed into about 35. So it's probably been like 15. Oh, yeah. We've just had a bunch of PSAs then. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not a bad thing to kind of like throw it out and just tell people, hey, what's up? What's good? You know? Well, it's also a good way for them to know they're not alone. Exactly. Like, honestly, what got me through my really hard times with depression was un like listening to really, really sad music for some reason. For a lot of people, this isn't good for them because it can put them in a worse state. But for me, listening to really sad music just helped me feel more comfortable. Um, it gave what? me a light and just kind of went, yeah, you know what? Other people have dealt with this. I'm not alone with this. What got me out of depression mainly was songs that had like a happy beat, but I'd really... Depressing meanings. Like Bullet? No. Hell no. <laughs> that made me more depressed every day. Uh, it's... Songs like 21 Pilots, uh, Stressed Out. Or like most 21 Pilots songs, yeah. actually. Especially ones from like their debut album called 21 Pilots. Had mm. a lot of that. <laughs> well, even... Like, even off of, like, Vessel and, fuck, maybe even Truce. I mean, Transgenate. Truce was obviously a sad song. Uh, Blurryface actually had a lot of sad songs that had a really, like, sad meaning, but they put a happy beat into it. Like, Tearing My Heart? Tearing Hit My Heart was more about Tyler's wife. Yes, but it did... Fiance at the time. It did have some deeper meaning. It did have a really deep meaning. Um... Sorry, we're going to talk about one of our favorite bands for a minute. Um, and Trench had quite a few, like, obviously sad songs, like Neon yeah, Gravestones. Neon Gravestones, um, um, Leaving but, the City. Yeah, and it had a couple that were just kind of like, wait a minute, I can't tell. <laughs> Legend. That was a somewhat fa sad song, but it was... They had that more within, like, Vessel, I noticed. Yeah. Vessel was a really good example of that, like... I don't know why. Um, 
House of Gold gave me that feeling for some reason, but it wasn't really. House of Gold gave me the feeling. Migraine. Of, yes. Migraine That's a is, good example. Migraine is a really good example because it was very poetic. You know, yeah. like, you know, the lion, um, lion and all that stuff. Car Radio is one of their obviously depressing ones. Yeah, but, but Car Radio is also just fun for some reason. Especially after the Because it's chorus. relatable. Well, the chorus is more upbeat compared well, to like the lyrics in general for car radio are just kind of the I'm reason left in my own thoughts and normally what gets me away from my thoughts is my car radio yeah it's like people like to have their escape but most of the time when our escape is torn away from us it sucks there goes the power yeah there goes the power they were talking about it for a while they said it like 30 minutes ago but why was the power going up that's why ah um when do you think it's going to be back up? Not for a while. That was fun. Um, anyways, back to our conversation about 21 Pilots. Um, when it comes down to it, a lot of people feel like they can connect better with, like, say, you know, someone else rather yeah. than themselves. So a lot of us tend to try to find escapes. Well, what I've seen personally for music is they say the things I haven't figured out how to say. Exactly. Like, before I figured out my sexuality and gender identity, it was a very long struggle of trying to find things I could relate to. And when I started noticing I could relate to things from a certain community more and more and more, mm -hmm. I started to understand who I was a little better. I put a label on it, and I slapped it in a fucking can and said hello. Um, I think it was in 2017 or so. Uh... Panic at the Disco's main singer, Brendan Urie, he came on his pan. Yeah. Well, we can't really call him a main singer, considering he's the only motherfucker in the band. <laughs> they... S <sighs> Ryan hasn't been on an album since Vices and Virtues. Ryan. Left. Yeah, I know. Uh, they... And neither have I think for live-wise, they just perform certain things... Well, because Brandon can't do both jumping around and singing while doing drums, all that. But I do think Brandon produces all of the songs by himself. Yeah, he does. Um, especially with the two albums I own, which I'm about to get... Um, oh, what the fuck was it? Uh, Death of a Bachelor. <laughs> I'm trying to get Death of a Bachelor right now because that's actually one of my most favorite, like, you know, modern era Panic albums. I do think it's what got them to where they are now. Of course, my favorite one will always be, you know, their first album, you know, because A Fever You Can't Sweat Out is just a classic album, just in general for the pop punk community, for, you know, for... Well, a lot of people, actually, it's a good example of what got them into a certain genre of music. It's also a good showing of they've grown. Yeah. Um, their topic, like, what they sing about has changed so much. Like, for an example, let's say, like, the first album had a lot of very weird mixed messaging type mm. songs. And uh, we gotta start wrapping this up. We can go into a second episode, like a bonus episode after this. Yeah. Um, but yeah... Let's just wrap up this conversation really fast and then we'll get to the next episode. But, like, say, for example, first album, first track. Um, 
Oh, what the fuck was it called? Uh, the only difference between martyrdom and suicide is press coverage. That is a very mixed message, weird-ass song. I haven't listened to it, actually. I'm, I'll be honest. I'll play it after this. But it was a very weird song. It mm -hmm. had no clear message. But then fast forward to Too Weird to Live to Rare to Die. Mm -hmm. um, and the song Well, it's Girls, very clear Girls, what they're talking about. And then the song Girls, Girls, Boys. You could tell Brendan had come to the point where he was like, yeah, I understand my sexuality and I want to represent my community a little more, you know? I think Girls, Girls, Boys was about his first threesome. Okay, but it's a very representative. Yeah, it is saying the LGBT community. Yeah, yeah no, 100%. <laughs> where did you get threesome out of that? Anyway, uh, time Jeez. to wrap this up, though. After, you know, we uh, finish off this conversation, though. Um, we can continue in the next podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, this will be continued in episode two, which should probably be going up today as well. Mostly because, eh, who cares? We can do whatever we want. Schedules are bullshit. <laughs> Alright. Alright, this was the PT podcast. Uh, for anybody who's listened, thank you. Uh, and we'll see you in the next episode. Oh, wait, hold up. Meant for the episode. Okay. Back to this episode. <laughs> Sorry. All right, Second segment. Do you want to continue on with Brendan Yuri or do you want to get out of music? I'd say music's a pretty good topic for us to talk about just because we're both... Very versed in music very... and stuff. I have a band and you're planning on joining at some point. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about that? Do you want to just shoot our shot out here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that awkward moment of silence. <laughs> if... I don't join the band. Just, I'm going to clarify that. I have no 100% certainty that I'm going to join the, his band. Her band. Yeah, it's fine. I, I'm i bad at misgendering. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Uh, anyway, but, back to the topic. Um, my band is called Grave. We are weird. Let's just air that out right now. All right, let's have an ad real fast. I'm going to do an ad read for my own band. All right, we are, my band is Grey Youth. Um, we are a band out of, you know, South Jordan, Utah, considering I live on the border of West Jordan. Mm -hmm. I'm basically part of South Jordan. Um, so we just say we're from South Jordan, Utah. Yeah. Because we mostly produce our music there. They <laughs> do have an Instagram uh, SoundCloud, correct? Yeah, I think we have a SoundCloud and a Bandcamp. Uh, I'm mm -hmm. going to put it all up on our link tree, which you can find on our Instagram page once I put it up because I'm yeah. lazy as fuck. But anyway. And when when we do... We have... This isn't going to happen for all, but when we do start recording the podcast happening, we will put the links in the description of like, to hit the socials we have and all that. Yeah. And you can find links to Grey Youth on my personal, but... Just know if you find one called Depressive and Doomer, I have abandoned that account. I do not use that. I use an account called The Gayest Painter. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I'm pretty chill about DMs and stuff, so if you DM me, I'll say what's up. But I'm going to point this out. Don't no. hit on me! <laughs> uh, she's not the best at creating conversations. <laughs> what do you mean? I've been doing that this whole time. No, we've... Um, we're good at conversations. We've strayed from random conversations. Well, we don't need... That's how conversations are, though. They are like a fucking gigantic scramble of problem. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> um, but, <laughs> so, we're tra- backtracking to the back to the part where I might join your band. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna point out, I don't know how to play instruments. <laughs> it's fine, though. Just letting you know. I know. We, are just, you have... we just need a drummer. Griffin and I have decided to switch out on instruments between each other. Mm-hmm. Well, you both are very, like, equal when it comes to what skills you have. Well, we had a band before this. It was shit whenever I looked it up. We're not um, even going to say the name because it was that bad. But I have no... I don't know if... Um, we mostly scrapped our old material from that and decided to put it into this. Like, the riffs and stuff that we liked. Yeah. Which was, like, two. <laughs> well, I've noticed this one's been up longer. Um, the last band existed for almost three years. Alright, not been up longer. <laughs> yeah, you're more, you and Griffin, Griffin are more comfortable with this. Yeah, and it was a little easier for us to do this considering we weren't really bringing out like outside people. Like, For example, with my last band, we had this dude named Zach come in for drumming. We didn't. I didn't really connect with him that well, but he was kind of chill, I guess. Um, well, if I do join your band, I would like to kind of create a friendship with Griffin, just so it's not yeah. this random kid acting as the drummer for our band. Yeah. And honestly, I think drums would suit you well, but... Well, I've know. wanted to learn drums for a while. We pointed this out, like, I have. Years a, ago. I have an okay way of teaching people, mm-hmm. so... Um, if you ever can eventually afford it, I recommend getting lessons from an actual professional. But... My I, once I get down the basics, I practically am able to get everything else down. Um, but there's a lot of like specific bullshit about drumming, like yeah. you know, keeping making sure. I'm gonna make you do something called a metronome a lot. That way you can stay on beat yeah. and don't fur off, because the drummer's job is to keep everyone else in check. Yeah, he's there to create a beat that the others can. Both stay on, but not can stray the, too far from. It's the band's... It's most... Most songs' template is the 4-4, the beat. Yeah. It's kind of what... And it, it's weird, because I've seen things... I'm going to teach you some stuff about music theory, and I'm sorry if your brain just dies from that shit. My brain will die from the basic of things. But um, sheet music is going to be a little bit required for drumming, just yeah. more within, like, you know, time signatures and stuff. Um, another thing I've seen Which, people do, they A 4-4 four, used... four beat is just this. Oh, that, yeah. Um, it's just a continuous motion like that. People have replaced drums with synths, and I've noticed this song does not sound as good. Uh, what you mean by synths? Are you talking about, like, digital drums? digital... Digital drum tracks. But it's obvious they're oh. digital. Um, a lot of what I've noticed is there are samples. Yeah. Sadly, I've seen it a lot within metal. So, you know, less within punk, but I have seen it in punk. That's mostly because most punks tend to be Puritans when it comes to this shit, but I'm not trying to throw shade at anybody from the punk community. I come from the community myself. Um, but... It's sad that samples are becoming a bigger thing because it gives you less creative freedom. Mm-hmm. It not just because it's lazy, 
Um, it just gives you less creative freedom because it gives you such a small little space to work from. Like, if you can warp a sample, like, say what rap producers do. Let's let's just look in on, like, say what old Kanye West did. I don't like Kanye. I don't agree with a lot of the stuff that he says, but he has made some okay songs. Um, like, well, you ever heard the song Stronger? No. I don't listen to Kanye. He takes a, a Daft Punk song, actually, and turns it into a beat. Yeah. That's a no. Work it harder, make it better, do it faster, makes us stronger. Well, it wasn't bad, actually. He did an okay job with it. Um, like, a better example is the song Heartless, where he took multiple samples and meshed them together. Or Power, for example, where he took, like, three fucking songs and <laughs> turned them into a fuck pile. Most... This is entirely throwing shade on mumble rappers, so if you want to skip past this, go for it. I don't have a particular problem with some of them. <laughs> Juice World was kind of a mumble I rapper. I say he's a mumble rapper. Or like, say, Ski Mask the Slump God. He's Never more, heard of him. <laughs> he's more respectable when it comes to mumble rappers because he technically is a mumble rapper, but he's pretty... He just doesn't well, give a like, fuck and actually tries um, to do good music. Most... Of the mumble rappers who put Lil in their name. Eh, Hence why I said most. Most. Um, like Lil Wayne. The, they will have a producer create a beat and then they will make the lyrics wrap around the beat instead of... Trying to make the beat wrap around the song. The lyrics. The way I write is actually I come up with a track first. Like what I do is I'll play a riff actually yeah like i'll come up with a chord progression or power chord progression that i like that i think will suit the song or like a little riff that i think will go good with the song usually what ends up happening is i uh take that and then i kind of improv some lyrics and then i take what i can from that write it down and then just kind of look it over edit out parts i don't like and add parts that i think i that are needed mm -hmm either shorten the song to a listenable length, that way I'm not making a fucking Pink Floyd album, <laughs> or um, shorten it or lengthen it to whatever necessary. Yeah. The thing I do... To a particular... That way the song doesn't feel like it's going on too long or going on too short. Yeah. Um, what I do is, if I like how the lyrics sound, but I don't like how the instrumental sounds, I will change up... The instrumental. Yeah. Um, well, most of what you tend to do is production. <clears throat> I, I definitely am more production area. But I can... Uh, so, well, Griffin for and example, I do produce Like, right there. Um, I, I do write. Um, but what I do isn't, like, lyrics. It's more poetry. Well, you I can do, do spoken word type songs. It is possible. Yeah. I do kind of what, like, Vessel was. More poetry instead of just... Well, when I say it was poetic, I mean, like, the songs were obviously songs, and yeah. Tyler was obviously singing. Like, House of Gold is a very poetic song. Yes, it is. <clears throat> um, Which, that song is one of the only fucking reasons I want to uke. <laughs> uh, what I like to make my music, I haven't officially released any, I have a shit ton of um, drafts. But what I want my music to be is kind of like Ivan B's Finding Better Places. Yeah. And it's not just... It's not him trying to 
rhyme things or make things sound good. It's just him speaking and adding a little bit of a vocal to it. It's him letting out the things he has in his mind while still making it music. That's yeah. what I like to do. Um, and honestly, that's what I want to make. I had an idea for a music video for a while. Where, you know, how the roads are right now, it's so fucking clear that you could literally walk in the middle of the street for almost an hour and almost mm -hmm. nobody would honk at you, nobody would hit you or anything like that because there's literally no one on the roads right now. Um, but that is a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> to get a whole band together to film a music video, that would require at least a few people. You know, just, it's a bad idea right now. Depending on how skilled the cameraman is stay six feet away anyway i guess i don't know but it's a bad I idea so <laughs> well but i i do think when both of us are clear <laughs> yeah uh they're nf he uh i've you listened to a few of his songs and i've rambled about him i've listened um, to the whole his... album mansion yeah it's a it's a really good album um what he did for his song No Name and the music video for it, he had someone in a truck with a camera that had a stabilizer and they just slowly moved forward with the cameraman in the back and he just walked with the camera. Um, and it, this wasn't in the middle of the street and he didn't have any instruments he needed to play, so he just needed to rap. Well, um, we and also I think that is idea. different than what your idea was and just putting your instruments in the middle of the road. No. Um, we were just going to walk down the street. With, yeah. Like, marching band-esque, I don't know. Yeah. Just like the fucking dipshit marching band. <laughs> yeah. Um, and <clears throat> we were thinking that since we didn't have a drummer at the time, we would just have a masked dude following us with, like, a marching band-styled fucking snare drum. Just like a dude in a ski mask, basically, like mm -hmm. a bak a back a, a balaclava. That's how you pronounce it. I usually call it a baklava, which is probably wrong, but I don't it's care. Balaclava. Balaclava. You're used to pronouncing it how you pronounce it. Go for it. Um, so the whole idea was basically, I've seen so many music videos where people are just walking down the street. Um, what I think music videos should do is instead of telling the story outright, what the song is meant to be, tell a different story. Like, so if someone like were to think... what Wake Me Up When September Ends, that music video did. Mm -hmm. Well, like, NS Let You Down. The song, a lot of people thought... I'm sorry. Let me just Continue. explain my... <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Um, wake me up when September ends. The music video features a young couple broken up by war. Um, the whole situation of the actual song is actually about Billy Joe's dead dad, <laughs> who died when he was 10 years old from cancer. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the music video tells a whole different story about a young couple who, you know, from you've seen it, right? No. You haven't seen the music video for Wake Me Up in September ends. I don't watch many music videos. All right. Um, so the whole music video, you like, you see them as like t 
teenagers, you know, they're in love, you know, yeah, yeah, bullshit, bullshit. And the guy, the guy from the relationship ends up joining the military. Like you see him go in for boot, like just for boot camp and get his head shaved and all that jazz. And then you see him in a war zone. And when he comes home, he finds out his girlfriend has cheated on him. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm being told something. But the actual story of Wake Me Up When September Ends was really fucking sad. Mm. I'm about to get real depthy into this. Billy Joe Armstrong, at the age of 10 years old, was at his father's funeral. He ran home fucking crying, basically, because he was a 10-year-old. Just lost his father. Mm-hmm. And locks himself in his room, and his mom's telling him to come out and all that stuff, and he just screamed, wake me up when September ends. That's the actual story of the name of the song and the actual song itself. Yeah, That's why he references... Like my father has come to pass. Seven years has gone so fast. You know, the reoccurring lyrics have a reason. Mm. And that's, that's a one way of making a music video where you tell two different stories at once, but you can also just not tell a story at all, make a music video and just Um, have the song be itself like car radio. Oh yeah, no, the um We've both seen the music I've seen car radio. Um There's the no song. story there. There's no story there. The story well, there it, is very interesting and the song it's has a story. Like all of the No, I was talking about the crowd, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking um, about the live performance that they did. That was pretty much just a live show that they got the crowd to participate in. Mm-hmm. That story's cool, but it's not the story of the song. It doesn't add anything to the song. Well, 21 Pilots didn't start telling stories with their songs until Blurryface. Well, questionably. It Truth. wasn't like the whole album was a story. Well, they had a House of Gold, I guess. It was a little weird. Well, you can take House of Gold and look at it, and it won't tell anything of what the... It was just video. limbless people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. Um, I don't know. I was just but trying to say something. From what I noticed, uh, Trench... Was, Trench was telling a really weird story. It was story. telling a weird story, but it was an interesting story. And it connected with Blurry Face. It did, it did. You ever notice that, uh, fucking, oh, what was the song? The, um, Bishop, when in... Well, I was more meaning that it connected to another music video. Jumpsuit's music video connected to... It connected to Heavy Dirty Soul. Uh, which his... was also connected to Levitate. Yeah. Um... And in Jumpsuit as well, one of the bishops that 21 Pilots continuously talks about in uh, Trench, they put the black ink Tyler was known to have on during Blurryface. And also, they ended up mentioning Blurryface on the album. Yes, they did. Um, I don't remember where they mentioned it. This is making me hate myself because I'm such a big I can't remember Pilots either. Fan. That's why I'm just kind of like, whoa. It's, it's pissing me off. <laughs> But in... And, like, Chlorine has a really weird story. Trench was just a really weird album, but it was a good album. It was a good album, and it told a weird story. And that's um, a fine thing to do, because... Well, even in their audio videos, it would tell a story through just the moving background. Yeah, like... Um, neon Greystones. Neon Greystones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, they, I've watched it. They didn't have a music video for it specifically... But it um, still kind of told a story. But it still kind its, of told yeah. 
its own little story, that little bunch of white lights moving around in dark, a black background. And right at the end when you see all the gravestones and when it's like, promise mm. me this. And myself. In... Never mind, Bandito did have... No, it didn't. Bandito didn't have a music video, but it had the same thing Neon Greystones had, just a moving background. Yeah, and honestly, for the upcoming album Polarize, we've been thinking about releasing our singles and only like making a music video for, say, like two songs. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to think that it would be a good idea to do music videos for every single song on the album, but then I realized um, how much labor and how much work and how much money it would take. Well, you would also have to make it tie into the song in a way. Yeah. Also, no, I probably wouldn't. Like, Runaway, the upcoming single is... Mm-hmm. Which you released a demo of Yeah. on... Was my it Instagram. the Grey Youth one or your? It was on my Instagram, yeah. Um, on his, uh, I do plan on posting it on my Instagram, on the band Instagram at some point, but I just not right now. Do it as an Instagram live. I that, feel like re- I do not feel like reperforming that. Mostly because I still don't have the song memorized like I wish mm-hmm. I would, and I don't want to give a shitty performance until I'm actually ready. Yeah. Um. And there's no excuses for a fuck up. <laughs> like, exactly. Well, uh, Panic at the Disco's live shows. That's a good show of, like, there's really... He's on Twitch. He streams, like, almost every fucking week. Well, when they do, like, their live He's concerts, streaming a lot right now. <laughs> quarantine. Um, but Pan and Brendan would memorize the lyrics of the songs so they wouldn't have to have audio playing. Yeah, um, and honestly, the way that I do my, you know, the way that I have done my past concerts or live shows, because I haven't done a concert, like quotation marks concert. You haven't done a venue concert. I no, I have. You have? I have done a venue, but I haven't done like large venues. I'm, most of the venues that I've been to are pretty small. Like the largest that I've been to is obviously a school, mm-hmm. and I've performed at a school once or twice, but... The only ones I've ever made funny any money off of is like birthdays for some reason, but I've stopped mm-hmm. doing birthdays because I'm tired of doing covers um. to get paid. Um, so I've just decided that I don't care about the money. It's more about having fun. It's more about just you know, having fucking break. Well, I don't think it would hurt to make something you want to have fun off of be your career. Oh, I know, but you know what I mean. I'm not yeah. doing fucking birthdays anymore. I'm not performing Green Day for the parents at a fucking, you know, little kid's birthday party. That's me personally, why I would you would want to do teenage birthday parties, because they don't want the parent there. <laughs> uh, they don't even want a fucking birthday party. <laughs> Some do. Some I, wouldn't I, mind having a birthday party. I actually party, hate I my birthday. <laughs> I don't think some teens would mind having... Like, I don't mind getting a gift or something, but, Mm -hmm. like, when people are like, it's your birthday, you're older, you're closer to death, it's your birthday! (laughs) The birthday's an inevitable countdown to the endless doom we have. Alright, back to the podcast. (laughs) But, yeah, honestly, birthdays are annoying. Like, I don't even understand. Um, like, what, why? Honestly, what like my parents tried to get me up early and I'm like, you want to know what my want for my fucking birthday? Sleep. Sleep. <laughs> um, you want to know what I want for my fa- for my birthday? 
More than two months to live, please. What do you want for your birthday, little Jimmy? More than two months to live. <laughs> what do you want for your birthday, little Gary? My dad to come back from the gas station. <laughs> Just walks into the gas station. Hey, dad, I'm not your dad. <laughs> um, I'm the cashier. <laughs> who knows? They could be the father. Sorry. <laughs> um, I love how we've gone away from LGBT topics. We went from talking to about LGBTQ topics to just random things we believed into it. We're not going to talk PSAs. about. We're not going to talk about coronavirus. By the way, we're not going to just. We're just going to make a couple jokes about quarantine. Have now common and again. sense. That's all you get to know. Exactly. It's mostly because. There's just so much of it flying around right now. I Plus, we don't care. care. Fucking I don't care. brain aneurysm. If you want to hear about coronavirus, go to a different podcast. We're not talking about that. Exactly. Like, we'll talk about politics sometimes. <laughs> well, we talked about it in the first segment of this. Like, uh, you know, politics and, you know, music. Mm-hmm. But let's get back to an LGBT topic. Uh, do you want to continue on our rant about how pan-sexual no. is not biphobic? No. We finished that. <laughs> no, we didn't. Let's not continue it. Let's save that so it's like one specific podcast is for that. Yeah, for this sure. This is kind of just an inside onto what kind of people we are, I guess. Yeah, this is like the first episode, so it's like pretty mellow compared to what everything else is going to be. And I think we should start wrapping it up soon. That way it's yeah. not like two hours long or something like that. And that way it doesn't take too long to get on Spotify and other mm-hmm. outlets. Because we probably get more listeners on Spotify and like, you know, Apple Podcasts compared to, say, just this. Mm-hmm. Um, because people don't use Anchor to actually listen to stuff. And speaking of which, we're not sponsored by them yet, but they will actually start paying us as a sponsor because Anchor does that. Um, if you want a, a free platform that you can do your pod- uh, any podcast on. That you um, can upload to other stuff and all that That you can jazz. get monetized from as well. Yeah. Um, you just have to have a actual, you know, bank account. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have just some random... You can't... I think you can use PayPal, but you still have to have a bank account to use PayPal. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are trying to earn money from making podcasts and you don't want to purchase a platform, Anchor's a good... Actually, a great platform. It's not a bad um, platform for it, yeah. It's... Is it multi... Looks like the power's about to become, come back up. Oh. But uh, yeah. Is it multi-platform? Can you use it on computer, phone? Yeah, I think you can. And uh, we're going to switch to using a laptop. Mm-hmm. That way we don't have to use my phone's well, mic. And then we can use the microphone I have there. Yeah, and I do plan on getting one of these. What is it called again? Uh, the Blue Yeti. Yeah, and if it's cheap and affordable, if you guys are, it's hundred twenty dollars. It's USB. Let me tell you something real fast. Do not, do not use it for gameplays. In my opinion, it is a podcast it's a good, mic. It's a good voiceover mic, and all it's that. a good podcast mic in my opinion. But for studio and for gameplay in my opinion it's just kind of lackluster if if i think if you have the right accessories it's a good gameplay mic yeah but with how i have it it's a really really good podcast mic because mm-hmm. it's cheap yeah for it's like very for its quality is incredibly cheap uh let's try to get this done by like the 35 30 mark. 35 uh i think we should just keep around 30 um, 
hour and 30, hour and 35. Yeah, well, it'll um, be about an hour and 30 if we cut it off at 35. That's why it's just like thinking about it. Because we um, cut off at like 56 on the last segment. About that, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, honestly, um, the world is kind of hectic right now. World's hectic. Um, just kind of be safe. And stay again, inside. Have common sense. Um, you are allowed to hang out with friends, in my opinion. Just be safe on who you're hanging out with. Don't hang out <coughs> with large groups. <coughs> Don't hang out with more than one person. <laughs> Don't sneeze on them. I sneezed in my jacket. I'm fine. <laughs> Don't... Don't hang out with, like, more than one person, in my opinion. Make, limit it to how many people your area is recommending. Don't have ten plus people. That's not smart. Don't do Even if these, it's recommended. Don't do what these dipshits on fucking TikTok are doing. Don't go looking fucking toilet seats. Exactly. Hashtag corona. Let me just say something. Because people are actually dying from this. You're going to get, if you do the coronavirus challenge, you're going to get more than coronavirus. You're going to get fucking hepatitis, for one. I mean, HIV, probably, let's be honest. Because I come from a family with someone that is very susceptible. My grandpa is a type 1 diabetic, used to have cancer, and is elderly. Um, He's like mom. the fucking top three. And honestly... I know we said we weren't going to talk about it, but this is the ending. Well, segment I wouldn't of say the we're podcast. talking about it. We're just saying like we're just kind of throwing it out there before of... we get out of here. Just be safe in these hard times, and understand it is okay to feel bad about you know having to stay home, be away from people, but understand that you're doing a greater good for other people mm. by you know staying home um, whenever you can, and if you do go out to hang out with friends hang out with people that are clear for a very long period of time. Be sure yeah. before you hang out like we did. Yeah. And also, we're in a different situation, obviously. Yeah. Um, not many people in my family are super susceptible. My mom will be affected by it, but it's not going to kill her. Exactly. But I come from someone who would die from yes. that yeah. shit. Yeah. My grandpa would die from that shit. And honestly, just be safe and don't just think about yourself during these times. It is definitely just don't have the thought process of I'm young and healthy. I'll be fine because you can be an asymptomatic carrier. Yes. Um, Like we would be. Yes. We are both extremely healthy and extremely young and we are very active. Yeah. I mean, not as much, but we skate. <laughs> we were literally skateboarding earlier, and um, it's not a bad thing to get outside of your house. I recommend that you guys go on a walk after uh, if you have any to pets, this podcast. If you have any pets, go take them on a walk. Up. Take them on a walk because it's good for them. It's good for you. Get some vitamin D. I don't care if you want to be pale or not. Gets you fresh sunlight. Yeah, sunlight's actually good for you. Don't like I may be gets pale you as away fuck. from whatever chaotic family you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially for some of us. Um, and chaotic family doesn't mean like abusive or anything. It just means it's okay to be sick of your family. For you like guys, a few it's minutes. like by this point, everybody is having cabin fever. Everybody yeah. wants out. Yeah. Even introverts, like people like me who are like, you know what? I think we'll survive. I'm actually bored of video games at this point. It is not something I ever thought would happen. <laughs> like, I don't want to go back to school. Let's get that straight. But I do want this shit to be over. Thankfully, 
school's closed for the rest of the year here. Yeah, exactly. But once this shit blows over, they're probably going to try to reinstate it, but they're not going to. Yeah. That's another topic for another podcast. But um, we're just saying right before we sign off, which we should. Yeah. Yeah, right about now. But uh, thank you for watching the PT podcast. Thank uh, you for listening to um, uh, promote us, just share us on any platform you feel necessary. Oh, you're listening. Oh my. Uh, yeah. if you're listening to this on Spotify or something, just screenshot it from your phone, put um, it on your story on or your something. Story. Just tag us, tag one of us. Cause we're not really going to have like an Instagram page or something like that. I might create one uh, yeah. when we're a little bigger. Um, Cause honestly, it'd be fun to just cause we're not the only hosts of this show. Mm. Like Griffin, I plan on pulling him in because he's NB. That falls under the trans yeah. you know, umbrella. Maybe Tyler as well because Tyler's a pretty chill dude. I think you'd like him. We will have future guests. We will not be the only person people on this podcast forever. Because honestly, it'd be kind of boring if we were just the only two people. Like even the mm. Misfits podcast shuffled between people. But yeah, thank you guys so much for watching the PT Podcast. If you want to keep up with us, find us on our social medias. DM me if you want to, I don't know, feature in a podcast episode, mm-hmm. maybe. Maybe for a segment. Uh, we could um, just answer you guys' questions or something. Yeah, 100%. Um, uh, if you yeah. have any questions for like us personally, uh, we'll... Just DM us. And just we'll, DM us. We'll have our Instagrams ready. Our DMs are open on Instagram. And my DMs are open on Twitter. You can follow me at jdasexual. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Instagram is... No spaces. <laughs> uh, the Pan Trans Artist. And uh, my Instagram is the gayest painter. I said it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also follow my band at Gray Youth Band. Uh, there are spaces in between Gray Youth and Band. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I think yeah, I think that's the end of the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, watching, or whatever you're doing. And I will see you guys later. Peace out.